Hello and welcome to tomorrow's Fish and Chip Paper, a podcast that looks back at some of the week's news you might otherwise have missed. My name's Paul and joining me as ever this week is Matthew. Hi Paul. So what have you found for us this week, Matthew? Man on five-day drugs binge found filling his hotel bathtub with potatoes while wearing bra. Okay. He was, um, he's been charged by police after staff at the travel lodge in East Lee noticed a smell of cannabis coming from his <laughs> hotel room. So these boys, a 30-year-old, this guy, you know, just had a big weekend in East Lee. A big weekend in a travel lodge? In a, well, he obviously bought the travel lodge knowing he'd have a massive... He'd, you know, it's, I suppose it's a poor man's trip to Dublin or something, isn't it? Or, yeah. You know, one of the yeah. capitals of Europe. He's gone to East Lee for a big weekend with the with the boys. East and, Lee's um, travel lodge. Yeah, and he's found that they found an assortment of drugs in there, including ecstasy, uh, MDMA, and uh, psychedelic substance two CB. Don't know what that is. Not. Yeah, I've lost touch now with the kids. <laughs> what? No idea what these do. Two CB. Yeah. Two CB. Yeah, so had some doobies here in there as well. So, so why the potatoes? Don't know, but he, he was, his explanation to the judge, he said uh, it felt like the right thing to do at the time. <laughs> That's a brilliant explanation. So I wonder if he went to. He doesn't explain if he went to Tesco before and yeah, got all the spuds he, in. Or did he bring them down at the start of the trip? Were they always planned, or was it? A oh well, they. Yeah, well, he was hammered, and he said they saw Johnson with the bag of potatoes and in and in women's clothing. <laughs> so is that explained? Why was he wearing a bra? But then I must have got that on the on the night out as well. He bought the when he was interviewed. He bought the the drugs on on the the dark web for around seven hundred and fifty dollars. Um, do you know what the dark web is? No, I do. I read something about dark web actually. Did you what, a few what, months what did ago? Um, some of the stuff that goes on there is just incredible. Um, well, what I don't know is how to access the dark web. How do you get on the dark web? I don't know. But I know there's those there's like, some scary things on there. Yeah, there's a lot of paedophile rings right. and everything. Oh isn't yeah, it? you can like there's everything. You can watch people like one of the big things on there that makes a lot of money is um, like is watching live murders and live killings. Oh, but yeah, um, like and torture, prolonged torture scenes and things. A bit like you know things like films like Saw and things like that. Yeah, hostile. Oh, it was Th- in there. Things like that, like real things like that, genuinely go on, and you go on and you log on and you subscribe and you can watch them. Yeah, I think I mentioned it before. I know it's Jack Reacher book, which is what I was reading. Um, they had it there where it was like a suicide clinic. But what they did is they enticed people who wanted to commit suicide to go to this camp. And then they found all these real, really strange ways to... Because they, you know, they, they'd ask them and say, oh, well, how do you want to die? And they'd obviously give them a, some sort of brochure and they'd say, you know, yeah. you could do it this way, this way, you know, just need all... A bit like Dignitas. Yeah, in a car, yeah. yeah. But then instead, they, they, they lead them into this other room and they actually right. just chain them up and, like, torture them for hours and right. days and stuff. And then... At the request of people watching on the uh, yeah, and then one's yeah, oh so it's God. really really messed up. But I don't I don't know what well I know of it, but I don't know how you would access it. And yeah. uh, at Fishy Podcast on Twitter, <laughs> if anyone, yeah. anyone can send us a link to the dark web, just so we can have a quick look. Yeah, for next week's podcast. Yeah, yeah just, so we... just for research purposes. <laughs> yeah. And we're not what you got. Um, oh, just I'll start off with a quick one. Um, some people get into crime when they get into crime they um, they want to have a bit of a legacy and they want a, um, a bit of a moniker you know you want to have a title yeah um, most obvious one probably being the uh, the sticky bandits in Home Alone obviously that was what they went down as oh yeah um, this fella from Glasgow though been dubbed the bog roll bandit <laughs> 
Nice. He um, basically went to a constituent's office, an MP's office, and uh, went in and stole his bog roll. All right, so he's stealing it. He stole the bog roll, yeah. So he stole toilet rolls, soap, hand gel, and a defuser bottle. Oh, well, it's not just bog roll, then, is it? No, but that's the... That was the big, that was the gold though, wasn't it? In there, yeah, right. Um, but he failed to make a clean getaway. He was caught uh, by office staff because he did it during the middle of the day. Obviously, you can't just walk in and steal someone's bog roll in the middle of the day. You got to have some. Yeah. There's a bit unwritten rule about that, isn't it? You don't touch anything like bog roll. Not really. No. So um, <laughs> incredibly, you know, you, you have to watch these programs, these like cop shows, and particularly they um, like the, you know like police cops and things like that, and they always get a slap on the wrist. Like you have someone who's like a drink driver, he'll go around you know, crashing into cars and things and it comes to the end of the programme, it'll go like Dave was given a he was given three points on his licence and a two hundred and fifty pound fine. Yeah. And you always like it always pisses me off because you watch it, oh my god, I can't believe they've got nothing for that. Mm. This fella stole a bog roll, twelve months in prison for it. God. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I just imagine that on the wing, on the prison wing what have you your drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, files. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a bog roll on there. You must be in one of those sort of, you know, minority uh, security prisons. Well, you got to think though. If if that not gets minority. you twelve months in prison, minimum, minimum. yeah, not, not minority prison, not full, no. of, uh, full of Indian and Pakistani yeah. men, <laughs> couple of gay fellows. <laughs> medium, well, minimum security. Yeah. But if if that could get you twelve months in prison in Scotland, how big are the prisons in Scotland? Because. Oh yeah, it's a pretty high crime rate around Glasgow. Well, that guy who did the where was that? Who did the who was doing jobbies everywhere? Not the the guy who kept it was massive news last week. Um, I don't know why you're publishing these things, but all the week before, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, who kept who was going on his morning jog? Oh, the poo jogger. Yeah, it was oh that was in Brisbane, that was wasn't Brisbane, it? Yeah, that was oh. local. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what are you thinking? Thinking that he could have been in acting collusion <laughs> with the bog roll bandit. <laughs> Yeah, well, just imagine them two together. Oh, like really, Batman and Robin, aren't they? Or well, I guess they'd be, yeah, because they'd, they'd be even each other out, wouldn't they? It'd be, it's like a Robin Hood figure, wouldn't it? Because he'd be stealing the bog roll, but he's doing it for the good of yeah, the poor, the, the poor jogger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let's clean it up a bit. All right. Well, I've got some more petty crime here. Um, well, it's actually not petty. It's um, in Kuwait. Um, they've caught, well, arrested a pigeon. After he's tried to smuggle 200 ecstasy, ecstasy pills hidden in a custom-made backpack. The poor pigeon, obviously. So the, poor, the pigeon was doing that, was He was it? the innocent, yeah. Well, yeah. he was the innocent. I can't sort of, imagine he was the mastermind behind this operation. <laughs> yeah, but he's getting taken all the flack for it. He's going to be banged up. The poor pigeon, like, he's like, hold on a minute. Like, he's just got, they were just strapped to his back, and he was just doing what he naturally does, just flying around. And now he's he's been back arrested and banged up for... Smuggling, yeah, drugs. Um, they were dubbed rats of the sky, but it seems pigeons deserve far more credit for their abilities than they currently receive. Oh, and then right. the st- then the story. Obviously, it's uh, it's by the Daily Mail, so it's you know they what they want to put some facts in there and you know some proper literature in the in the story. So they've of course, yeah, Daily Mail. Yeah, so they've said since the twelfth century they've been used to deliver messages long distances. Probably just getting the background on, yeah, the, on, on, on the, the history of pigeons. Yeah, but it seems in the twenties in the workplace. Yeah, in the twenty first century the small birds have a much more modern use. Um drug, yeah. drug carriers. Yeah, oh it's massive and the authorities in Kuwait, yeah they've um, Is it massive? Well Does that say it's massive or is this a one off? 
Oh no, it says it's uh, it's the. Well, it's been arrested. Isn't it? I think it's the. <laughs> it's been arrested. Yeah, and it's, it's so where, the... where where do you take an arrested bird? Well, to the to, yeah. to the station, to aviary or something. Yeah, I think there's. Oh, it says the plight of the the pigeon has captured the attention of the internet, with users calling it a flight risk and urging authorities not right. to grant it bail. It's actually got the pigeon, it's on his desk. He doesn't even bang it up, it's just on a police desk. <laughs> it's still, still being bugged though, isn't it, at that point? He's waiting for his lawyer to come. Yeah. It's not, well, there's not much more detail about what happened to the pigeon. So have they found out who, because have they found out who was sending or receiving the drugs? Or... No. Also, he's not squealed then, he's... he's... Yeah. Oh, well. No, he's not a rat, no, even though they're saying he's yeah. a flying, the yeah, flying rat, but not. not a rat, no. Probably yeah. a water body, as we speak, he's still not speaking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But yeah, no, that's it. They just, um, well, that's it. They've just got a few pictures on the Daily Mail, um, and, then, and then they've got um, Abramovich in the on the bottom of the um, bottom of the article doing a a uh, advert for Visa and the World Cup, which oh, which is a nice little plug, isn't it? It well, is, isn't it? Well, if anyone wants anyone from Visa or the World Cup want to send us any tickets to yeah. the World Cup. Well, I'm not so sure, actually, I'm reading some of these stories that I necessarily want those tickets. Um, Don't you? Well, just, there's been quite a few stories over the last couple of weeks about um, what to expect in, the Russia, in Russia for the World Cup. Yeah. So here's just a quick selection of some of the stories. Um, warning, warning issued for LGBTQ fans attending World Cup in Russia um, not to display the, the flag, the, the gay flag, you know, that multicoloured flag. Yeah. Um, the rainbow flag. Not allowed to just not allowed to ex- to show that. Otherwise, you'll be arrested um, and beaten. Um, you're not allowed to reveal your sexuality. They're advising you don't reveal your sexuality. Um, groups of transgender people attending the matches should go to the toilets in groups or go into the disabled toilets. <laughs> All right. So again, it's it's quite a minority thing. This because I can't imagine there's going to be huge groups of transgender people going to the World Cup. No. Um, and I'm not so sure that's necessarily much of an issue, but there you go. You always made me laugh about the, you know, the when they're Sochi, Sochi, um, yeah. Winter Games, mm. where they, they showed you some of the facilities there and they, and they had um, the toilets there where they had the male toilets and they had two like male toilets, actual toilets together without any partition or anything so you could just sit there and see another man right next to you what, like number two yeah oh. and that was in and that was like their their toilet for the oh. and and you just think I fancy that yeah but surely if you that's going to be a bit weird isn't it but they don't they don't mind that but they don't mind two men just sort of yeah there. <laughs> I don't yeah. know I don't know I'm taking that from there anyway so you can't show your uh, your, your, your colours um, your homosexual colours. Um, also, they've warned England fans not to take the the England flags. Basically, they've said don't don't describe, don't uh, show the Saint George flag off because Putin doesn't like it. It shows imperialism. He doesn't like any other flags being shown in his country. So you can't oh, take really? the flag of your own country to their World Cup. Apparently, that's according to the Sun. Um, the Daily Express. The Daily Express are absolutely loving this. They've also done the Russian flag story, and they've got one here about World Cup phone chargers. Um, and they've done a exclusive report. England fans can expect to be charged three thousand seven hundred pounds on their on their mobile phone bills um, because Russia 
doesn't cooperate in the the rest of Europe now. They've, they've scrapped roaming charges, haven't they? So oh, Russia, right. Russia doesn't fall into that. So they've done some research and they've they've basically put that if you phone if you phone England every day, you use the internet on your phone every day. You listen to Spotify streaming data every day. Mm. It's going to cost you several hundred pounds a day, and they've assumed you're going to be there for the entire month. Therefore, it's going to cost you three thousand seven hundred pounds. That is just what a load of baloney that is. Because wait a minute, seven hundred pounds a day. Several hundred, several hundred, not seven hundred. Oh, several. All oh, right. Yeah, but I mean that's just stupidity. If anyone does that, if anyone actually, you know, that's people's own. That's people's own problem, isn't it? That's not the World Cup in Russia's fault. Yeah. So that's annoying one. Uh, more scaremongering. Well, we've got another one here. Um, ISIS are getting involved in the act as well. ISIS don't want to be outdone. They've issued a warning. They've actually issued a, a published a formal warning to uh, to fans and players, including the World Cup stars Messi and Ronaldo, that uh, ISIS are planning to have a big presence there and uh, oh, are planning attacks. So that's something to look forward to. If you escape uh, the ISIS attacks, um, then you've got the Russian children. Children as young as 13 have been sent on training camps, extensive training camps, um, to learn combat skills. So there's going to be groups of 13-year-old kids walking around attacking Trying to beat the, rival the, fans, the, attacking adults, yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And there's footage of them like training. They always seem to train in the woods for some reason, like in <laughs> snow-covered woods, the Russian uh, hooligans. But if you survive all that, so if you survive all that, you don't get beaten up for being gay or having your England flag or... Your mobile phone bill. Yeah. You, know, you survive the 13 year olds. Um, it's actually the females you want to be worried about. Um, female gangs. For the first time ever, there's going to be gangs of female hooligans, female ultras. Again, more footage of them in the woods training. Oh. I don't know why they have to train in the woods. I don't know why they've not got yeah. gyms in, in Russia. I reckon some of the guys as well, some of the football fans will be getting off on that. You know, they'll yeah. they quite enjoy that. A group of women coming after them and. Oh, don't hit me. But. Well, <laughs> it's, it's funny you should say that as well. Because if you, if you avoid being beaten up by, by the women, if what? you're still going, um, World Cup hooker honey trap. This is an exclusive in the store on Sunday. England fans face naked picture blackmail from prostitutes. It's absolutely brilliant. It's almost like they've just had a bit of a think tank about things that could possibly happen to you no, any, at any time the in the world. So, yeah, yeah, they're just the... coming up with ridiculous things. Um, so, uh, Professor Anthony Glees, Director of Security and Intelligence Studies at Buckingham University, urged fans to be wary of prostitutes attempting to blackmail Brits. Um, thousands of Three Lions supporters will travel to Russia next month as the nation hosts its first ever World Cup. Um, however, this fell out warns that their safety could be plunged into doubt following, you know, things like the nerve agent attack recently. Um, but this, the, the Professor Glees fella says that prostitutes posing as sexy, flirtatious members of the public could romp with supporters before threatening to post naked images on Facebook. So they could do. Anyone could do that at any point. Yeah. And he says the women could spike their drinks, snap them naked before threatening to send pictures to their wives back home. So yeah, they could do, couldn't they? They could spike their drinks. Yeah. Again, that could happen anywhere. Then we've got halfway down the story. Look, we've got a picture up there. It's just a, a a woman pole dancing, just so we know what like a oh yeah the kind of woman that could be doing this. The the kind of woman that would pole dance. Never seen that. No, no. Uh, we told the Daily no. Star online. It's not just the Russian government we have to be careful of when it comes to being on fans. It's all also the Russian mafia, who we know could exploit and use the internet and dating to offer women in order to then blackmail customers. So again, they could do the mafia. Yeah. The mafia could do that. 
Uh, or they could get their bank account numbers. Oh, God. There are many possibilities because yeah. we're not dealing with a country that plays by the rules. Oh, I don't know. Because I, I know a guy who went, he went to South America when he was in uh, Brazil and they, um, they said, like, Sao Paulo and Rio was just... FIFA basically just took over the city and they just locked it down and it was one of the safest places yeah, in the world. Like, yeah, you know, sure it, it will be. And now it's chaos in Rio. Again. Yeah. Not, not, yeah, it's probably right. It's probably the safest time to be there when there's yeah, all this scrutiny. Yeah, all of these things, yeah. Everyone's on the script. Yeah, it's just so safe. And Same with South Africa. I assume South Africa is the same because obviously South Africa is one of the most violent mm. places on earth and yeah, like, by all accounts, that was fine during the World Cup. Yeah, oh yeah, so it's just all scaremongering, isn't it? So, anyway, back to what I originally said, if anyone from the good people at Visa or... Well, you'd still go, would you? I'd go, yeah. Well, what, what we're going to do is we'll be put yeah, up on a hotel... To be fair, though, this does sound like you. Paid. The, the professor continues. All right. Look at the reality of this. An England fan goes out, has a bit too much to drink. Yeah. He has a night out with a pretty girl, and all of a sudden, the threat is, unless you pay me 10 grand, your wife will be told, and we've got pictures, and we'll send her by text. Um, oh, well, well, obviously, I'm going to have a few problems there, aren't I? Yeah, yeah obviously, your wife, <laughs> yeah. your wife shouldn't be too fussed about that, should she? <laughs> yeah. She'll just go, yeah, all right, send them on. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, maybe it'd be a role reversal. Maybe you'd be bribing the, uh, you'd be blackmailing the Russian hookers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send this to your pimp. Um, is that, was there any more? So we've had the women, we've had the children, we've had the prostitutes, we've had the gays, we've had ISIS. I think that's it. No, other than that... That's a fair bit going on. Other than on. that, I think it should pass without any problems. Yeah, well, hopefully. Uh, well, I'd still go if we got something free through. It'd be very expensive, though. Obviously, it's... Otherwise, to go, it'd be... It's very extortionate, yeah. yeah. But, oh, no, sorry. Actually, you're right. That was the last story. The last story was the prices. All right. Um, the people have been warned that tickets are now trading online for $4,000. Um, just anybody, for a group match just for the, the, yeah, like every group match it's just like $4,000 on the black market and it's they're warning that this could be Russian mafia and there might be fake tickets again a lot of the word <laughs> might and could yeah it's just incredible they just know there's just not any truth in any of these really oh yeah because I knew a fella who uh, he went to um, when it was in France the World Cup and he um, he went to the final and he he paid f- I think he paid four grand for the ticket to get in. And this group of lads said, oh, you know... Oh, actually, no, sorry, it wasn't the final. He went to see Australia in, in, in France in one of their group matches. And um, he paid four grand for the ticket. And as he was sort of... he walked, Because these guys, they said... He said, oh, I don't really want to pay four grand, to be honest with you. But the guys, they tempted him by saying, what we'll do then? You pay four grand and we'll pay your beers for the rest of the night. It was like, yeah, all right. And so he paid the, paid the four grand. <laughs> but then he said as he went through the turnstile, because he went through with the guys and he was supposed to sit with them all, mm. he grabbed onto one of them and he wouldn't let him go until he got through the, the turnstile because he could just see that he'd yeah. go through, yeah. they'd all get, and then he'd just be stood there yeah. on the other side. And he said he absolutely basically shit himself like, while he was going through, but he got through. Did he get through? And he had a great night, yeah. There you go. I think Australia lost, but well, maybe they drew, they usually do pretty well. But... Um, Anyway, I've got this uh, other story. Oh, I don't know, are we still doing crime? We can do a bit more crime if you want, yeah. Most of the news is crime news, generally speaking, isn't it? So, uh, it's oh, actually, I don't, actually, I don't think I've got... Actually, I haven't got any more You're crime. You're crime? Yeah, I've got this one about... Um, this was from my mum, actually. Uh, water car fuffle. Elderly couple are finally reunited where they're, with their vehicle after spending five days trying to remember where they parked it. <laughs> 
So they're Five still, days. Yeah. So they're able to drive, but, you know, they obviously can't remember where they parked the car, the Ford Fiesta. Oh, my God. They, they parked at the hospital. Um, and they, I don't know how they did it, but somehow they parked at the hospital. Five days to find it. And, well, they actually, well, they didn't find it. They, have to, they had to put it out on a sort of social media and asked people to find their car for them. Oh, at least they're tech savvy then, so they've got social media. Yeah, well, they, um, they they offered a $100 reward to find their car. There's a plea uh, viral online. Can they, and, just, and, can they just ask the hospital, like, gone to reception? I don't know, but they, they had um, this builder found it for them. Yeah, they had three parking tickets from the local authorities. Yeah, and then they got there. It's actually, this is quite funny, look, that's the... That's the couple there, but he seems a bit suspect, doesn't he? Look at that. I don't think, <laughs> okay, bring... yeah, I think he should go to Russia. <laughs> I wouldn't be wearing that T-shirt in Russia. But yeah, so that was just a quick one. And I've yeah. got... Um... That was actually funny, though. Can you remember a few years ago when we lost our car? I was like, our car? So I was like, we've got a joint car. Yeah. It was, it was my car. I went to that uh, Westfield in, where was it, Chermside? And neither of us can remember where we parked it. And we had to go to the uh, security desk and they got the blueprints of the shopping centre out. <laughs> They were they unwrapped the blueprints and they were trying to. They were saying, Didn't they? Yeah, can you remember? They got the full plans out and they were saying, right, can, do you remember going past this? I can't remember that. Yeah, I do remember two weeks ago while doing this similar thing in the Westfield in, uh, well near me at uh, Carindale. Oh, so complicated the car parks here, aren't they? They're not it's easy huge. car parks. They're just all segmented as well, aren't they? They're not like one yeah. big car park. It's just so oh. it's easy, easy done, but I think I'd find it within five days. Yeah, they obviously were. I think they must have given up pretty quickly. Absent mine was a um What's the car like? Is there a picture of the car? Is it a decent car? And you said it's a Fiesta. No, it's just a just a bog just standard a... Ford Fiesta. Yeah, just a nothing amazing. Hospital grey as well. Yeah, happened. yeah, hospital grey. Yeah, there they are. Got into local media. That's what we need to do, really, isn't it? Lose something like that. Get into that. That's true. Sort of... Promote the podcast. Yeah, they always say a bit of background, don't they? So then you got like. Um, they had to go like the man, thirty-five-year-old from Brisbane. Yeah, um, is also the star of an internationally acclaimed podcast, and you get. We're thirty-four, aren't we? You'd be thirty-five, wouldn't you? Well, depends on what we do. Date real. Yeah, I think the chances are you'd be thirty-five, aren't you? All right. Yeah. Well, I've got this other story um, oh, about this happily married man. He's. Um, it says that the, the um, title to the story is Mobile Sperm Donor, the happily married man who has fathered 65 kids by pleasuring himself in the back of his van. <laughs> How do you father kids from pleasuring yourself in the back of a van? Well, he's a sperm donor. Oh, he so goes he's, around. So he then sells it? Yeah. Oh, so well, like... no, it's illegal to sell it. You can't oh, sell it. So he just gives it away. Because he's, like he's like a superhero. He's like sperm man. He's like an ice cream man, but for, yeah. for sperm purposes. So he, yeah, so he just thinks it's a brilliant oh, thing he's God. doing. He wants to. His goal is to father a hundred children, and he um, he just goes around the around the country, just yeah. When there's a obviously someone must contact him and say I need a kid, so then he rushes out in the back and Never then fear. knocks one out in the back Never of his van. Sperm man is here. Yeah, sperm man is here like a superhero, and um, yeah, he thinks it's it's great that he's populating the <laughs> earth that's that's already overpopulated, and because obviously there's um, people are. You know, he thinks it's brilliant and he's just, you know, happy as Larry. And he, he doesn't, I don't know if he's thought about it too much, but the sun, because it's from the sun, the sun's agony on Deirdre. Oh, Deirdre waded in. Deirdre saunders, yeah, she got straight on. I've never seen this as well on a 
on one of these. Of all the stories I've read, Deirdre's never got involved apart from this one. And she said, I can't believe Clive is motivated. That's the guy, obviously. Clive? Clive, yeah. Brilliant. Motivated, desire to help, but he is very naive. Unlike a properly vetted clinic, he knows little about the couples he helps. <laughs> Who knows what sort of a family life these varied couples are, and single mums are providing. Parentage is an important part of a person's identity. Imagine being told you were fathered by a sample from the back of a van. That's so unbelievable. But who does that? Like, if, like, you know, if, you know, couples are there struggling to have children or something, you know, the man's firing blanks or something. Yeah. Like, why, you know, if you have know, my wife, that was always my wife, because, like, she has, oh, Paul, it's all right. I've got, this fellow just come round. It, yeah, a transit van and made a bottle of sperm for me. Well, that was, like, the, yeah, that's, surely the man is not going to be like, oh, brilliant, happy days. Well, how unprofessional it is, is that, he sort of talks about how he does it, and he goes, uh, he he, go, he just goes around the house, and he's um, basically he's got it under his arm, like he he just knocks one out, pots it in a in a tube or something under his arm, so it keeps it like a temperature, he has to keep it yeah, up. so he incubates it, in a, it, yeah, incubates it under his arm, has a quick chat with him, and then passes it over. To be fair, it's good that he does it fresh, isn't it? Like, it is good that he's got the van, he does it fresh. Well, I assume he does it, he gets to the site, and then gets in the back of the van and. Produces well, it. yeah. Well, he says he says once there, he parks in a nearby street, climbs in the back of the van, and fills a <laughs> oh, syringe before handing oh. over the donation. Oh, he puts it in a syringe as well. Yeah, which he keeps warm under his arm. Oh my god! Well, what's he got in the back <laughs> of his van? Because he uses that for work as well. So he's got. <laughs> yeah, what does he do? What's he's he... got. Yeah, he'll like, have a bed in there and some scented candles, and then some, you know, some music. Yeah. Um, and then he's got Barry, you know, yeah, Barry a, White in the back. Yeah. And then he's... Monday to Friday, he's a cob man. Selling <laughs> yeah. cobs down industrial estate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's that one. I've got one final one. Um, right. Trying to, I don't know, make it, <laughs> keep it a bit more highbrow this uh, podcast night because we seem to keep venturing into the... <laughs> into the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what kind of stories are on the dark web if this is off the clean web. Yeah. Bewitching, meet the tantric witch who uses sex magic, group masturbation, and ma- massages down there to improve her clients' love lives. Maybe we should just say this one if it's not. Well, I think knowing, knowing the, our audience, maybe. So, was she a tantric witch? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize. You, I don't know. I didn't realize you could get a witch who was tantric witch. <laughs> a tantric witch. So, what she she just thinks about being a witch, does she? And like. Um, right, it's just really drawn out she thinks hard about being a witch and then that makes her a witch you know? well no I reckon stings no because I think the tantric stings, in, stings into tantric isn't he he's not the uh, big advocate for tantric is he yeah I think so I mean, he goes like somewhere like, he can go like three what years or something on he meditates for three years wasn't Prince into it as well no I think he was just shoving himself with his arse wasn't he alright that's different but maybe we shouldn't do this still what have you got not maybe we should do another yeah, one yeah a bit lighter I'm going back to Scotland for this, uh, this final one, story about uh, Alan McKeon. There's a court case going on up there at the minute, and it sounds like it's a um, well, it's the gift, that, gift that keeps on giving to the local media, I think, up there. Um, essentially, there was a, a police raid on a brothel up there, and when they busted, when the police broke into the brothel, they caught a prostitute and a client at it, caught them red-handed. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're having to go through the court process at the minute to... Um, you get the brothel owner sent down 
So there's a bit of a blow-by-blow account going on of what happened in there, the uh, the police word versus the uh, the prostitute and the client's word. <laughs> um, and it sounds like some people in a court are struggling to keep a, cl- a straight face, including the judge. <laughs> I'm going through some of this. Uh, so a constable yesterday told a court how she found a naked man on top of a woman during a police raid on an alleged brothel. PC Stephanie McLean <laughs> said the man stood up with an erection and sauntered away to find his clothes with a smirk on his face. A colleague, PC Kevin Dalgleish, they're so, so Scottish as well, <laughs> Dalgleish and McLean. A colleague, PC Kevin Dalgleish, told the court the aroused male walked with no shame and sort of strutted. Leaving some jurors at Kirkcaldy Sheriff Court in tears of laughter, the constable then said the man was quite cocky. Both officers identified him as, as Alistair McIntosh, 56, a retired joiner, who earlier admitted getting a Brucey bonus after paying £100 <laughs> for a massage for his son back. The officers were given evidence of the trial of the alleged Madam Chin Ching Chi Chang, 53. <laughs> She's Chinese. Uh, she was accused of running a brothel from her flat. Uh, it goes on in a bit more detail. She's 53 as well. You're, you're paying for a 53-year-old Chinese yeah, woman. She's not even good either. She looks older than that as well. I think she's probably uh, lying about that. God. After becoming suspicious when Chang loitered around closed double doors, the officers asked to see inside. The constable said Chang shouted something in a foreign language before they got into the room where there was a double mattress and a massage table. Officer McLean, 31, said, On the mattress, there was a white male on top of an Asian female with his hands and arms around her neck. The white male was naked. When asked him to stand up, it was clear he had an erect penis. (laughs) And then the prosecutor, Ronnie Hay, replied with, That wasn't because you asked him to stand up. (laughs) And McLean, McLean added, I just asked him to stand up and everything was on show. He didn't make any attempt to cover anything up. And considering the police were there, we thought that was a bit strange. He just stood up looking at us, which was quite awkward to begin with. I don't get what Why is he in? Why is he being? What's, what's the problem here? Well, he was the client, so he was on top of the prostitute. Yeah, but what's wrong with... I thought brothels were... They're not legal in no, Scotland. In Scotland, no. It's not, not, not legal right. in Britain, are they? No, it's Australia where they're legal. Right. Uh, my colleague asked him to put clothes on, and he sauntered towards a chair where, he's discla- where his clothes were folded. The prosecutor asked... Sauntered? Was that word chosen deliberately? The officer replied, it was the manner he walked. He sort of had a smirk on his face. McLean said, I don't know how he could deny it. He clearly had an erection. His penis didn't move and it was stuck right. It was clear for anyone to see. Later, Dog Leash, 28, also described finding the man and woman in the bed. The man was completely naked. I observed his buttocks in the air with the females legs around him. (laughs) I told him, get off and get up. He rolled off the female and stood up. At this point, I could see his erect penis. <laughs> this is incredible that this was going on in the court. All the time, the jury were laughing. Then the, the prosecutor said, so let's focus on the erect penis for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that man with the erect penis? And then Officer Dalgleish pointed to the man in the court, pointed to McIntosh. Um... I'm also embarrassed myself. It's not something I enjoyed seeing in the course of my duties. I'm a male myself. I'm a male myself. His penis was standing up. It was definitely up. And he just goes on and on and on about... He's not. You're right. I don't see why... I don't... I think they're losing the point of this. Why did he blow 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 account of what happened? I don't know, because he clearly... Surely that's irrelevant if he had... Of course he had a knob on. He was caught 
Yeah, red-handed. Scott shagging or, a prostitute, well, but he's not. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's... Uh, clearly, it must matter. There must be some... I can only assume his defence is to get himself out of getting a fine, is that... He didn't pay. It wasn't a sexual thing, and he was just having a massage. So they're oh, right. to try and work out whether his penis was erect or not, but... <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but that that's just a, a byproduct, though, isn't it? A by like you know, of... <laughs> know byproducts in that back of that truck. Yeah, but he... <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's a yeah, it, it's a cause and effect, isn't it? It's um, it, it, yeah, he's having a rub down. So what happened in the end then? What he got? Well, now the court case ongoing. I'd just like to say at this point. All oh, right, so... so we might have an update next week. Yeah, or well, next just next want to say at this point, this gets yeah. published. At this point, Mr. McIntosh <laughs> has pleaded not guilty. <laughs> Um, he's not been convicted of any charges, and also Chin Chin Chu is also she's still, not guilty. So she's still training. If anyone needed a rub down, well, I think she's probably gone on a bit of a break. Oh right, she's in court every day. Oh okay, yeah. Um, so the so the you know public now. Yeah. yeah. What I am pleased though, as we normally uh, see in these stories, they usually have a picture of just to demonstrate what things look like. Earlier when you had a picture of a stock picture of a pigeon. Yeah. And we had a picture of what a prostitute might look like. I am pleased to say there isn't a picture of what an erect penis might look like in this story. <laughs> nice. So have you got anything to finish it off on? No, I think that's it. Can you give us a happy ending or is that it? Uh, really, um, I don't got any, I normally, normally end on a depressing story now about something that's... Um, yeah, a story where you don't read to the end. Yeah. When you're researching it and you think it's a funny story then realise that yeah, it's actually, everyone died in the end. It's actually quite depressing. Uh, no, I did have a story about uh, someone who... No, I see I haven't got anything else. Right, I think that's it for this week. All right, nice one. All right, well, thanks again for downloading. Um, get in touch, usual sources, um, our Fisher podcast on Twitter. Yeah, can people stop yeah, getting in touch with us saying what we, we're yeah. struggling to I deal talk, with? It all did the... crash. There was one day last week where I think <laughs> our Twitter feed crashed, didn't it? Because we had so much feedback. Yeah, we um, <laughs> We're almost at the stage where we need to employ someone now. Thank God. I just can't keep yeah doing a mar- We can't keep doing our own jobs yeah, and doing com- this. Comms and engagement team, I think, don't we? Yeah. We've already got. I mean, the producer's looking at us now, and he's uh, he's saying he's flat out as well. So yeah, and we've got the merchandise team almost. That's true. Yeah, the merch. Yeah, merch is still coming out, isn't it? We'll news on that soon. Yeah. So you know, we've got all the little departments working away. Exciting year ahead. It's just just hope we survive the World Cup next week. Yeah, with those free tickets, yeah. Yeah, thank you to the people at Visa. At Visa, yeah, Mastercard. If, well, if Mastercard want to get involved, don't care. Either oh, one. I'm not sure they can do any guerrilla marketing, can they? That won't go down well with FIFA. Yeah, all right. Anyway, all right, thank you. We'll speak to you again next week. Cheers. Cheers.